I'm Adam Manis, and you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music advice coming at you. Today's episode is sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com to check out all of our piano courses. Um, but check out our new Magic Voicing System course that I just released a couple weeks ago. I think you'll dig it. It's become incredibly popular already. And thanks to everybody who's checked it out and who's sent me feedback. I'm loving uh, all the feedback and the videos of people playing these cool voicings and all the melodic uh, things you can do with them. So go check that out. We'll put a link here in the description. Today, I want to continue on with the discussion I was having yesterday. We were talking about some pretty heady stuff about change and exploration and human nature. And I mentioned that I gave myself time to kind of explore something that I was I was stuck on, and I uncovered something that was new to me. And it might not be new to you, but I found this very, very helpful. So I was trying to think of different ways to play melodically over a minor 2-5-1. Uh, now, if you are a member of Open Studio and you've seen us teach over minor 2-5-1s, we start with sort of an, I think, is an easy way to think about it, which is with that sort of Locrian sharp 2... Right? If we have a minor 2-5-1 in C minor, that starts with D half diminished, right? D minor 7 flat 5, to a G7 alt, to a C minor 6. Right? That's how I think about a minor 2-5-1. Now, our D half diminished, we usually prescribe that D Locrian sharp 2, right? Based off of the F melodic minor scale, starting on D, D, E natural, F, G, A flat, D flat, C. Right? Just F melodic minor starting on D. And then we usually prescribe the G altered, right? G, A flat, B flat, B natural, D flat, E flat, F, G. Great sound. And then the C melodic minor. The reason why I like to start teaching this way, especially to like more advanced or intermediate players, is because it gets you thinking in that melodic minor harmony, right? We have F melodic minor, then we have A flat melodic minor, which is G altered, and then C melodic minor. That's all well and good. But what I was working on yesterday was some locked hand voicings. I'm about to release a new locked hand drop two course. It's a it's a locked hand drop two basics course. It's a lot of guided practice sessions. Check that out coming soon. Spoiler alert. But I was working on trying to get locked hands over this system of a minor two five one. And for playing tunes, it was not happening. And I did some research, like I looked up some Mark Levine stuff and some Frank Mantooth stuff, and I was not thrilled with their suggestions for this either because it didn't sound like the players that i listened to how they would play this and the harmony they used and so i started just kind of messing around now i know some things that that i don't teach about this some different different ways to approach this for sure and one of the ways that i find if i want to play melodically over like in the key of c minor with the two five one in c minor the first thing i'll do is abandon that Locrian sharp two. And I'll go to what I consider, what I think about is an F Dorian, right? Because C minor is the relative minor of E flat major, right? Right there, C minor to E flat. So, and I've heard other players, you know, Bud Powell and players who I love, I've transcribed them where they play something like over a D half diminished, right? That's an F minor triad. Actually, this whole thing you can play as a 2-5-1 to E-flat. But that lick, to me, solidifies the use of an F minor or thinking about F Dorian over that D half diminished. 
So that is a, it's the same Locrian scale, just without that sharp too. So it's D, E flat, right? F, G, B flat, A flat, C. So same scale as that Locrian sharp too, it's just the Locrian. This to me gets us in more of a inside baseball, more of a C minor place. It's a, E flat is in C minor. You could also do the C harmonic minor here, which we'll get into later on the five chord. But for me, I think this F Dorian, this D Locrian sound. This to me makes it so much easier to, to play melodically, to play within the key. And then also if I need to voice, you know, drop two or locked hands, in my French style, which maybe I'll get into on another day. It works so... To me, it's just... Like, if I need to... If there's a melody that I'm playing that has an E-flat over that D, I can do that now. I have a system behind it. So it just makes so much sense. So that's my kind of first tip for playing more melodically and inside the key on a minor 2-5-1 is, is avoid that Locrian sharp 2 Practice, make sure you practice just the regular Locrian and you have that in your hands. You know, I've, I've heard that bebop musicians used to, th- you know, there wasn't even like a, they didn't even consider the half diminished a thing. It was just F minor over D, which explains why they would play more of that Dorian sound or an F minor sound. Okay, so the five chord, right? G7 alt or G7, you know, flat nine, sharp nine, flat 13. Uh, which is how I want to think of it. I don't want to think of it as alt because altered implies that there's, you know, that flat five or sharp 11. And I want to take that out, right? Because the altered scale, if we use it here, it sounds great, by the way. It's very modern sounding. just very airy sounding. Not even that modern anymore. But here it is. G, A flat, B flat, B natural, D flat, E flat, F, and G. Now, what do we notice about this five going to C minor in this altered scale? doesn't have a C. It doesn't have the root of the key that we're in. To me, this is a major flaw, especially when we want to do more complicated harmony with it. You know, we and we want to voice melodies that are in, in tunes that are in this key. It gets very hard. So this is the rub that I was that I was trying to explore. And then I kind of self-discovered something that I'm sure is a thing. And so don't don't write me saying like, of course, how could you not know that? I didn't, you know, go to Berkeley or anything. I went to the new school, but you know what I mean? Like I I, I haven't turned over every uh, jazz theory stone. And a lot of this, I think, is a good lesson in that if we follow our ears, if we listen to the masters and we try to uh, imitate their sounds, we can actually kind of come up with some really cool, unique systems that give us our own sound and kind of get us out of the Berkeley school of everything. You know what I'm saying? No offense to Berkeley. It's great, but you know what I mean? Like you get a, get a little bit more perspective and, and actually things sink in. So, okay. So what did I discover? So again, C minor, right? Relative minor to the key of E flat. What I wanted to do is take out this D flat so that I can play with C and D, right? What I really wanted, I, I, had known about this, that you can use that C harmonic minor starting on G, right? G, A flat, B, C, D, E flat, F, right? That's actually a really great sound. But I wanted a little bit more than that. I wanted the sharp nine as well. So I just added the sharp nine. And what, what I came up with was an octatonic scale. I've realized now that this is a thing. On 
in a chord going to a C minor. So we have G, A flat, B flat, B natural, C, D, E flat, F, right? Now, notice, what is this scale? This is the E flat major six diminished scale, right? The Barry Harris thing, right? E flat, F, G, A flat, B flat, B natural, that little passing tone between the fifth and the sixth, C, D, and E flat. This is that scale, just starting on G. When I uncovered this, I flipped out a little bit in the fact that I have, and this, I know this is so basic for most of you, but you know, this is how things get uncovered, is we just explore, we use our ears. But now I have an eight note scale that to me, every note feels like C minor. And G altered. Or G, it's a G dominant chord, there's no doubt about it. But instead of this airy, which sounds great, and it's a whole other sound, but if I want to, let's say, again, play some block chords, like using that altered sound is not going to get me some melodies, but using this scale, I have so many... Right? How great is that? Just that alone, right? So here I have a B diminished chord in a block chord, right? In a, in a five note block chord. B, D, F, A flat, B. Now, in altered scale, I would go up to D flat. I would keep the middle notes the same and move the outside notes from B up to D flat. But that doesn't help me play melodically in the key of C. But this scale does. And then I get to the D diminished, right? D, F, A flat, uh, B, and, and D natural. Again, this isn't even an option with the altered scale. And then I can move that up to A flat. Oh, it's so beautiful. Anyway, you know, maybe this is something that, that you, you have known for a long time and I was just ignorant to. But to me, that time that I set, set aside, right? Going back to uh, the, the previous episode where I talk about uh, making a priority of exploration and of following that spark, right? Following something where we're like, holy smokes, what is this? I got to know more about it, right? That had taken me down this whole rabbit hole. I now, you know, as a 20-year pro, I'm like feeling like a kid with all these things to explore and things to practice. It's opened up this whole new thing. I have a whole new way of teaching that I feel super confident in. And that's all because I took that time to explore. And I hope you enjoy actually the results of that exploration. If you didn't know this, that's pretty cool, huh? I think that's a great sound. So I'm going to be doing some work getting on the ins and outs of it and still uh, doing some research. If anybody knows any more about the scale and how other people have used it, I'm sure Barry Harris has talked about it at some point. Uh, I just haven't had time to go through all of the, the YouTube videos yet. But uh, anyway, super stoked about this. Not only the nuts and bolts idea here about that scale and about the voicings. but about just the idea of allowing ourselves to follow our, our instincts about what we're excited about and to realize that exploration and pushing ourselves outside of what we already know is a huge important part of the process of growth and it shouldn't be overlooked. In fact, it should be put on the top of the priority. That's it. That's my rant today. Hope you enjoyed this. Again, go to openstudiojazz.com to check out the new Magic Voicing Systems course. We'll have a link here in the description. And until next time, you'll hear it.